The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 23rd College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Banditos' Fresh Made Daily Kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. Fall Saturdays are all about the W's. Nothing exhilarates a college football fan more than a game day victory. It gives you that kind of feeling that you wish could last forever. Since a painful 4 and 8 2016, a season that seemed to last forever in a bad way, Fighting Irish Football is back to prominence and has won a lot of football games. Recruiting, strength and conditioning, facilities, coaching, emphasized and enhanced, have led to double digits in the win column and a New Year's Day Bowl triumph in 2017 and an undefeated regular season and trip to the college football playoffs in 2018. 22 wins in all, the best two-year run since the Lou Holtz era, and in the 23-year history of this program, Fighting Irish Preview. It's a run that puts the Irish in the conversation when compared to any program in the country. Indeed, Notre Dame football is on a roll. And in a bid to make that winning forever feeling last through 2019, the Irish will count on the following, a high-scoring offense led by superstar in the making Ian Book, Stud wide receivers Chase Claypool and Chris Fink, and a stable of talented backs who will be running by in a big, talented, and experienced offensive line. And they will count on a defense that will be keyed by great safety play, Jalen Elliott and Aloe Gilman, an All-American candidate at corner in Troy Pride, and defensive ends Romeo Aquara, Khalid Kareem and company, who plan on wrecking opposing quarterbacks all season long. Talent, coaching, and good old hard work have combined for two straight memorable seasons. And on Labor Day weekend Monday night, the Fighting Irish kickoff 2019 with plans for another season that you wish could last forever. Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations, Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons, Banditos is Fresh Made Daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer, this is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors. 
people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Sharon McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere, and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Well, Tim Priester, of course, it's great to be back uh, in this seat talking to you. Uh, You know, I cut a promo a couple weeks ago for our show, and while writing it, I realized that between you and me, we have 60 years of experience covering fighting Irish football, but it is not true that we covered the invention of the forward pass. Uh, so let's get into or the four, it. Or the four horsemen. Right. But we, we've heard of those guys. Yes. So anyway, in your in all your years of covering Notre Dame football, are your expectations for success this season higher than normal, lower than normal, or about average? I think probably a little bit higher because I recognize what they have returning on this team. Now there's some significant losses on the defensive side of the ball. But the depth that Brian Kelly and his staff have created is is at a high of the 10-year program run by Brian Kelly. It's they're they're just deeper. There's the margin for errors is a little bit greater. So uh, that's a real positive thing. Now having said that you still have to go to Georgia in week three and that's going to be difficult. And then of course Michigan on the road and Stanford on the road and and a, and a couple pitfalls there uh, generally following those road games. But no, it, it's high because I know that Ian Book is is good and is probably going to be better. I think Chase Claypool is on the verge of becoming a star. The offensive line should be better. And so they have some things that can compensate for some fairly significant, not fairly, some significant losses on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, so high expectations. I love that. And I feel the same way, too. You just you just see potential all over this roster at the, the first string, second string, third string. It's just everywhere. And that's a, a tribute to the to the program building that's gone on the last several years in particular under Brian Kelly. Now, Tim, uh, as we said off the top, as I said off the top of this show, the Irish have won a lot of football games the last two years, uh, 22, uh, and that's the most in two years percentage-wise since 1992 and 93. That's 26 years ago. But you know what, Tim? I'm not sensing the love for Brian Kelly uh, from the fan base. Uh, Am I right? And why is that? You're correct. Uh, I still hear from I, I still hear from people that want a change, which is unbelievable when you consider uh, you know how many undefeated regular seasons Notre Dame has had since the Air Parsegian era. So we're talking about 
55 years. Well, they've had four undefeated regular seasons, and two of them have been under Brian Kelly, um, 2012 and, of course, last year. So, you know, I, I guess he's going to need to um, to win a national title to finally get all the Nordian fans to go to his side. I'm not really sure. It's difficult for us in the media to understand that because we're now in our 10th year in dealing with him, and he's one, maybe, I mean, he's the easiest guy in the world for us to deal with. Uh, he's fair. He doesn't overreact. Um, he's won 10 games in three of the last four years. Again, from a fan standpoint, that just hasn't happened since the, the, the Lou Holtz era. So I don't quite understand it. Maybe some of it is just personality in some of the early years when he, when he used to get really, really excited during football games and yell at players, God forbid, uh, that we should have that in this day and age. But uh, I don't quite have it all figured out, but I think he's got a chance to win 10 games here for the fourth time in five years. And maybe that'll pull a few more Nordian fans to his side. Well, I hope so. And I, I know that I certainly enjoy winning, but the, the rap will always be, uh, particularly with fans who, who maybe are newer fans and weren't around in 1988, as you and I were, and, and prior to that time, they feel like they've never gotten their national championship. And until that happens, uh, that's when the love will come. And I get that. All right, Tim, let's preview the 2019 Irish and we'll start on the offensive line. A lot of experience returns, but a new guy replaces Sam Mustafer in the middle. Should this line be a, an improvement over last year? It should be improved. I, you know, anytime you're dealing with an offensive line, total number of starts and playing experiences is as significant at that position as, as any, and mainly because you have five guys trying to play as one. And last year at this time, Lee and I, Liam Eikenberg had not started a game. Aaron Banks, so we're talking about left tackle, now left guard, uh, Aaron Banks had not started a game. Tommy Kramer hadn't started a game at guard. Robert Hainsey had only started one game going into last year, but he'd been a regular. And then uh, Jarrett Patterson is the redshirt freshman, but it's just really astonishing how much confidence that this coaching staff has in him. They believe that he will hit the ground running. He has better size than Sam Mustafer. Sam Mustafer was a great leader and had a ton of experience by last year, but he didn't really have a, I would say, a real quality year at center. So they should be better. Is it a great line? You know, if we're talking about McGlinchey Nelson level, I don't know that any of these players have that kind of upside. But it should be better. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Okay, well, that bodes well. Better than last year. I like the sound of that. Uh, lots of experience on this line. Now let's talk receivers. The injury bug has bit here. Cole Komet, Michael Young. But Chase Claypool and Chris Fink have a chance to be really good, and I think you would agree with that. Chase Claypool looks like a star. I mean, he really has, beginning in the... the uh, I mean, he made some inroads last year during the season, but beginning in the spring, just the way he's carried himself, the way he's practiced this fall. He had difficulty focusing. Uh, he would let little things bother him before. There's no evidence of that in practice, and he just keeps making play after play against a pretty good cornerback in, in Troy Pride Jr. So he looks like a, a real standout for them. Um, you know, Miles Boykin took the step forward last year. But I think the upside for Chase Claypool is even a little bit higher if he can maintain that focus that he's that he's had here for the last year. 
Well, I've, I was really excited the way Clay Poole, like you said, came on about the middle of last season, became a, a com- more complete guy uh, with his ability to uh, get yards after the catch in particular. Okay, let's talk running back. Looks like Jafar Armstrong, Tony Jones Jr. can be a dynamic combo. Early entry freshman Karen Williams also making a lot of noise in camp. Tim, are the Irish going to run the football more this year? Uh, that's a good question, Phil, because Ian Book is in a better position to throw the football now with a year under his belt. Uh, Chip Long likes to run the football. He likes he likes using multiple tight ends, which they are limited right now with Cole Komet's injury. I think you're going to see a lot more passes to the running back. They have three guys that all can catch it pretty well. Kyron Williams, the freshman, which you mentioned, and then Jones and, and Armstrong. I would you said you that that duo could be dynamic. I guess I might stop short of saying dynamic. I think Jafar Armstrong has a very high upside, but he still has some learning to do about the, the running back position. And then uh, Tony Jones Jr. looks a lot better, but he's had good preseasons before, including his, his redshirt freshman year. So I'm a little bit hesitant to say that, but I think the pack of them is pretty darn good. Those are three they will count on. I think they'll also count on Jameer Smith, who's a power back. We'll see where Sebo Flemister fits in. So I think Collectively, it's an exciting group. I don't know that you have a Dexter Williams standout type player there, at least until Jafar Armstrong develops a little bit more. Well, again, that that depth word comes up, and that we've talked about at other positions, and 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 I like the opportunity for all these guys. Somebody's going to emerge, and if not one guy. Uh, several of them should. And Ian Book, you mentioned, of course, Ian Book, in control at quarterback. It's been a while since Brian Kelly had – you could say that about a Brian Kelly team going into the season, that there's no doubt who the starter is. Uh, where has Book focused his efforts to improve in the past year? And do the Irish have a capable backup? And that was a big issue coming out of the spring. Yeah, you know, certainly the focus was the deep ball that he overshot many times last year. A lot of it is, and and he, you know, in a recent practice, he threw four great deep balls in a row, and 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 literally against scout team competition, which you take with a grain of salt, literally completed thirty seven of forty one passes. So you know, I mean, accuracy at least on everything other than the deep ball has been very very good. Uh, a lot of pre snap stuff. Um, Tom Reese once in the quarterbacks coach former. Uh, quarterback and current quarterbacks coach would like him to hang in the pocket a little bit more. He can be dynamic when he runs and you want him doing that, but they want him to hang with the progressions a little bit more and take advantage of the depth that they have a wide receiver. So, yeah, I don't think anything needed to be dramatically or drastically improved. Just fine tune it. I just think the natural evolution and progression of him as a quarterback will get him where Notre Dame needs him to be. Well, last year, clearly, he was pretty good, and any improvement's going to make him really good. And Phil Jerkovic, we saw him in the spring. He looked like a a, a bewildered, probably, is the word that that comes to mind most. But he's shown improvement in this camp as well. He he has. I've got to put a clarifier on that, because where, where he's shown improvement is in the most basic of things of a quarterback, just delivering a decent-looking football, which he wasn't doing consistently in the spring and didn't within the first week that we saw him um, this August. But, you know, that part seems to be behind him. You don't hold your breath every time he goes back to pass. He's much more accurate. He's back to his old throwing motion that he's comfortable with. That's where his muscle memory is. 
So he is he is where he needs to be in terms of being able to focus on the bigger picture things now as opposed to some of the, the smaller picture things which you had hoped he would come in with right away. That didn't happen. Uh, it carried over to August, but at least he's that point. You feel like you have somebody you can build upon. Absolutely, and I I, I liked your Kovic's ability uh, to run the football as well. That could be a benefit because undoubtedly he's going to be called on at some critical point this season. Now, other That's side a big of the part of his game, Phil. Yeah, yeah it's got to be a big part of his game. Got to be. All right, uh, other side of the ball, defensive line stacked with pass rushers. We know that. Romeo Aquara, Khalid Kareem, Dalen Hayes, and there are more behind them. But who replaces Jerry Tillery in the middle? Well, it's Myron Tagovailoa-Mosta, uh, who was injured most of last year. He needs to really take his game up a level. I really like Jason Adamiola, his backup, and they have a freshman in Howard Cross that I think we're going to see play. Uh, if Micah Treadway could get 120 or 140 snaps last year, Howard Cross is certainly capable of that. But that's a tag team. I, I think big picture long-term, uh, Adam Iola has maybe more upside than Tagovailoa Mosa, but that's a tag team. You're not going to get you know, a Jerry Tillery situation where he's taking all the snaps. Uh, I don't see either one of them being as dynamic as Tillery was with eight sacks. But there's a lot to like there, especially with Cross mixing in. Absolutely. Again, we have depth at the position, a lot of potential there, some really good athletic players, without a doubt. Now, linebacker, the position perhaps most in flux, gone Tavon Coney, Drew Tranquil, Awusu Koromoa, looks good at Rover and looks solid at that position. Uh, A bit of a surprise, junior Drew White has emerged at the Mike position. Who else takes over? First of all, Awusu Koromoa is a guy that everybody is very, very excited about. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I put him in the same category as Michael Young. Unfortunately, Michael Young at wide receiver suffered a broken collarbone, but those are probably two of the two of the most pleasant surprises that everybody was excited uh, to see. Drew White, I think I'm going to take the surprise uh, label off of him now. He emerged. It was, certainly was a surprise when he came in and Drew Tranquil was hurt against Navy last year. Uh, and then he was in, he was stepping forward in the spring and suffered an off the field injury skiing during snow skiing during uh, during spring break. But you know I kind of Drew White is kind of a poor man's I say poor man's he's on scholarship and Joe Schmidt came in as a walk on, but Joe Schmidt emerged at least when he was healthy uh, as a really good football player. I see him as a as a Joe Schmidt type player. And then a buck linebacker, it looks like Asmar Bilal, some combination of Asmar Bilal, Jack Lamb, maybe still Jordan, Jim Marquis. And then behind White is Shane Simon, it would appear. So they've got some candidates. I think they're starting to step up there at linebacker, but we just won't know about those guys because they're completely inexperienced. Okay, well look for some tag teaming at the linebacker position, but some players have emerged. All right, the secondary and Jalen Elliott and Aloe Gilman uh, maybe as good as any combo in the country at safety. But who fills in now for Julian Love, who is now with the New York Giants? And uh, a couple of words also about freshman Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, first of all, Gilman and Elliott, I mean, that, I think that's one of the one of the finest uh, safety tandems in the country. Kyle Hamilton has just come in, and he's been pretty freakish. We've, the media has seen seven interceptions. I had a conversation with Brady Quinn, who visited Notre Dame. Of course, he's now in the media with Fox Sports. And he said he was told that he had 13 interceptions. And I said, did you hear about today? And he said, no. And I said, well, he had two more. So somewhere in that 
15 interception range. And keep in mind, people freak out when they hear that because why are the quarterbacks throwing so many interceptions? Well, they're throwing a lot more passes that were that are being tabulated in practice, so it's relative. But uh, as far as the cornerback position, you know, I mean, it looks like Sean, some combination of Sean Crawford, Tariq Bracey, uh, Dante Vaughn. Uh, those are the guys that will be rotating in opposite Troy Pride Jr., who is a has the potential to be a standout at corner. Okay, well, again, there's uh, going to be some tag teaming at that position, but uh, also, you know, you really like what you've seen out of Sean Crawford and uh, a lot of potential, again, at that position to take over opposite Troy Pride. Now, the Irish have two big holes to fill on special teams. Gone all-time program scoring leader Justin Yoon and outstanding punter Tyler Newsom. Some good news in this area. Who takes over? I never thought I'd see what I've seen in preseason again with a grain of salt because it's preseason. But uh, Jonathan Doerr has won the job. Uh, there were some questions whether he would maintain the job from the spring with freshman walk on Harrison Leonard coming in. But uh, Doerr has won the job. And the last couple times that the media saw him kick, he was really, really good, really consistent. The ball off his foot looked the same. Uh, I had probably greater questions about Jay Bramlett, the early entry freshman punter who really struggled in the spring and then started off a little slowly when we saw him in Culver, but he's been very good. You know, net punting is the most important statistic. And last year, Tyler Newsom was 15th in the country in punting, but Notre Dame was not in the top 50 in net uh, punt coverage. I think that will improve this year. Uh, Jay Bramlett's Jay Bramlett will not average 44 yards per punt, although he has shown more distance than we expected early on. But his his hang time's been tremendous. So I think Notre Dame will be better in net punting, and that's really the more important statistic. Okay, well, it sounds like the light bulb is turned on for both of those guys, and that's good news. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero. Key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week. Brought to you by our friends at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba. This is the 325th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine the light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine, sunshine. Shining through these windows of mine, and I want it to be easy. Easy. Your clear choice is Bushy's. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushy's. Your clear choice is Bushy's. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba. At Notre Dame, Brian Kelly is 7-2 in season openers. He is 0-1 in openers on the road, 2016 at Texas. 
Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba is a full-service accounting firm dedicated to providing professional, personalized service and guidance for a wide variety of financial and business needs. At Coors, our mountain is creating a more sustainable world. So this summer, we've made it our purpose to repurpose, making tap handles out of recycled aluminum, transforming beer kegs into grills, and even turning billboards into cooler bags. While we do our part, all we ask is you do yours by recycling every can and bottle of Coors Light that you drink. Because everyone can make a difference. Coors Light. Whatever your mountain, climb on. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the number nine Irish open up 2019 at Louisville on Labor Day weekend, Monday night. TV coverage on ESPN starts at 8 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Cage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, and Premier Pontoons, we share your boating passion. And today we start a new season series on the greatest defensive players of the last 60 years. First up, defensive lineman Kevin Hardy. In this age of specialization, playing two varsity sports is a big deal. Think of Jeff Samarja and Cole Komet. But back in the mid-60s, Notre Dame boasted an accomplished athlete who excelled at not one, not two, but three varsity sports. A two-time All-American, Kevin Hardy's sophomore year, 64-65, included exploits on the gridiron. Being the top reserve on the basketball team that advanced to the NCAA tournament and earning a third letter as a right fielder with the baseball team. Hardy, who hailed from Oakland, California, actually came to Notre Dame on a basketball-baseball scholarship and had not even played football in high school. But his 6'5", 270-pound frame caught the attention of the football coaches, and he soon added the third sport when he came to football-crazy Notre Dame. Hardy went on to become a key component on the 1966 National Championship team defense that pitched shutouts in six of their ten games and gave up a total of just 38 points. But most remarkable about Hardy, Tim, I think is earning the three varsity letters in his sophomore year. I would say that kind of accomplishment is not likely to ever occur again. No. The coaches are a little too possessive of their athletes to allow, uh, you know, I think that to happen again. But, you know, he grew into being a great football player. You talked about his size and, and uh, you know, the, the versatility that he brought to uh, all of those programs in Notre Dame. And, you know, that's uh, he was right on the edge, Phil, for you and me. You know, our memories of, of Notre Dame, those are the early, early memories of Notre Dame. And, and uh I mean, I don't think we can possibly see that again because of the, like I said, the possessiveness of coaches today. But what a remarkable athlete. I mean, generally, still generally considered by Notre Dame to be one of the most versatile athletes to ever uh, ever participate at Notre Dame. Kevin Hardy earned a total of seven varsity letters during his Notre Dame career. And he always said his favorite sport was basketball and his best sport was baseball. But he was a two-time All-American in football. Kevin Hardy, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats, and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. Tim Louisville is coming off a dismal 2-10 season. Their only wins were over Indiana State and Western Kentucky, and their 10 losses were by an average of 32 points. Need more evidence of a historically bad season? Well, there's 130 FBS teams. 
Louisville's offense ranked 108th and their defense 122nd. So there is no surprise that head coach Bobby Petrino was fired. Now, in comes Scott Satterfield from Appalachian State. In six seasons at Appalachian, Satterfield won 72% of his games, went to four bowls, and won three conference championships. Satterfield has a reputation as an offensive innovator that likes to run the ball. His past teams have played outstanding defense and have been solid on special teams. On offense for Louisville this year, it looks like 6'4", 239 redshirt junior Jawan Puma Pass has won the quarterback job. A dual-threat guy who was last year's starter and last season threw eight touchdown passes and 12 interceptions. Other than that, Satterfield has been looking to answer questions at every offensive level. Backfield receivers, offensive line, and then there's the defense. On its fourth coordinator in four years, and after last year's season of futility under former Notre Dame coach Brian Van Gorder, it's a good news, bad news thing. The defense returns 10 starters, but that was 10 starters on a really bad defense. Tim, as recently as 2016, Louisville was ranked fifth in the final playoff poll, so Louisville fans know what it's like to win, but last season was a disaster. However, with a brand new coach comes new hope, and typically, at the very least, short-term improvement because it is difficult for opponents to prepare for a team that they have not been able to scout. And in front of a home crowd, I will expect on opening day much better effort than this team showed through much of last season. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? The effort will definitely improve because they, they quit on Petrino and Van Quarter last year. I mean, that's pretty common knowledge in Louisville. Uh, Brian Kelly, in his media day press conference, talked about the importance of them running the football and defending the run. Now that's a, that's a cliche and every team wants to be really, really good at that. But I think before they start throwing the ball all over the field, I think Notre Dame wants to establish the run and then prove of course, that they can stop the running game. So I think we're going to see those, the bevy of backs that we were talking about, not that, not that the book won't throw it all over the yard because Chip Long likes to do that as well. But I think this is a 225 yard plus rushing day for Notre Dame and it could, could be quite a bit more than that if they emphasize it enough. Okay, get back uh, to fundamental football. Run the football. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? Well, in accordance with that, I mean, I obviously we could point out everybody on the offensive line, but you know, I think Notre Dame fans are, are, are wondering just what does Jafar Armstrong bring to the equation? He's very inexperienced as a running back. Um, Tony Jones Jr. had a good pre preseason, good August, and it looks like a, a, a dual back situation there. But it would be nice to see Jafar Armstrong become the running back that everybody thinks he's capable of being. Again, very inexperienced at that position, but uh, that's a guy that I'm going to have my eye on. I think that's a I think that's a hundred yard rusher for Notre Dame in game one. Okay, Jafar Armstrong, uh, last year's early season hero before he was slowed by injury. That is your Aspen Mortgage key player this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 18 Northern Indiana locations. Tim, really, there are players coming into camp this year that, that we just weren't sure about, but really, generally, the news has been pretty good. We know about Komet and Austin, but but some other players who are iffy, are going to contribute for the Irish. 
I don't think that there's, you know, Kevin Austin, first of all, will be suspended for the first four games. Uh, Michael Young has the broken collarbone and uh, and Cole Komet the broken collarbone. So the most significant injuries are on the defensive side of the ball. Dante Vaughn, a guy that they were hoping to step up at cornerback, has missed some time during August camp. But, I mean, uh, Paul Mawala, another one, a, a backup rover behind Wusu Kormo that we talked about earlier. Uh, but but they're improved. those you know, nobody has been lost for the season. Uh, how long Komet and Young will be out? You know, at least the first couple games, Komet Komet's injury occurred a couple weeks before Young's did. Uh, but right now, you know they got through the the ball the the physical part, the bulk of the physical part of preseason camp. And other than those those uh, collarbones, uh, they're in pretty good shape. Okay, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. Uh, no one lost for the season so far. Also, good news, I think, on oft-injured Sean Crawford, Trevor Ruland as well. Didn't know what their status was going to be, but it looks like they're going to be solid contributors. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester Vegas has the Irish favored by 20.5 points over the Cardinal. What does America's foremost authority say? I think that's a good line. First of all, I think that's a, a workable line. I, I, I expect Notre Dame to just have too much offense for Louisville. I, I, the defense will improve uh, at Louisville, but giving up 44 points per game last year, there, there are limitations. It's just how much you can improve right away. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame's strength is its offense. So Ian Book, I, I, I think Ian Book can have a field day. I mentioned about you know going back to the running game and. And emphasizing that, I think it's you know it, it's all you can eat pretty much for Notre Dame's offense going into this. But it's their opener, and they're probably not going to be as crisp as they will in in Game Two when they play against New Mexico. But I like Notre Dame here. I think you have to if if there's a shortcoming, I think special teams could bite Notre Dame because Scott Satterfield's been very very good at that, and uh, and Louisville was in a punt return game last year. But uh, this is a little bit, maybe the best way to put it is it's a little bit too much too soon for Scott Satterfield's Louisville team. I like Notre Dame 37, Louisville 13. Notre Dame 37, Louisville 13. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And I want everybody to know that, in fact, when it comes to my prediction, I do come up with this prediction before you make your prediction. So it is pretty similar to yours. Tim, I like the potential of the 2019 Irish on both sides of the ball. At best, I think they can quickly overwhelm the Cardinals on both sides. At worst... I'd say the Irish are going to flex their muscles on the ground and in the ball control passing game enough to wear the Cardinals down and take solid control in the second half. Notre Dame 38, Louisville 13. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.